Hello, everybody. This is Voice Entrepreneur with Ben Smith. So I feel very lucky. We have Justin Malvin back on the line today for the entire Voice Entrepreneur community. You may remember him from a few months ago, uh, the one and only Justin Malvin. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're yeah. having a nice sunny day in downtown L.A., and uh, it's nice out here today. I'm yeah, man. Good. Yeah, man. It's uh, L.A. We're it's it's a desert. Let's be honest. Right now, we're we're in desert season around around California. That's right. Dog days of summer. You know, Mulholland. Mulholland's dream of getting us all water is the only reason there's palm trees and grass everywhere. It's true. It's true. Um, so, so Justin, <laughs> remind the people. Tell them about yourself again. Give the people what they want. Who are you? <laughs> okay, I'm a uh, career product manager. Got about you know a little over 15 years of experience in uh, product management. For uh, first was web, and then uh, when uh, you know iPhone came out in 2007, I kind of shifted. I was part of the early group into native mobile uh, experiences and how they'd be different from web. So I've been doing uh, consumer facing and uh, specifically e-commerce. Uh, mobile applications for for many years and now i found myself as the head of mobile product at guess the uh well the you know almost 40 year old apparel company here in downtown la so you were a tech guy for guest jeans you are the man at guest jeans you are turning guest jeans into digital jeans yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I've been here for three months, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what kind of numbers I put up, uh, you know, after this quarter and the quarters beyond. But yeah, sincerely, our our mandate from our CEO has been to extend the store experience uh, across all digital channels and meet the users where they want to be. Uh, you know, and and uh, I'm part of that. I'm part of that well-known uh, effort to staff up a digital world headquarters for guests. Uh, in the Guest Jeans brand, GVG, Guest Factory, and Marciano brands. Love it. I love it. So, as everyone knows, Justin is the product manager I go to when I have questions. I want to hear his thoughts. And over the last week or two, we've been texting back and forth. And I felt like you had, and, and by the way, uh, MVP over at the Voice Entrepreneur Facebook group, you always bring the pain with uh, a ton of great comments. But you, you mentioned something uh, last week, and I wanted you to share with the community. Uh, I, I believe that when St. Louis University started handing out voice assistance to their entire class, uh, t tell us what you, were, what you were thinking. Yes. Well, this is sort of the capstone, if you want to use a university term, on some research that I've been doing lately into voice UI and uh, sort of native voice applications. And uh, what I noticed is that the what a lot of people are trying to do right now is essentially replicate mobile phone uh, sort of functionality, utility, behavior, value, call it what you will, on a voice device. So it's like, hey, I'm going to get this voice device and I'm going to use it to, you know, check my calendar or set a reminder or something like that. And I have been trying to take it from a more uh, early organic route. And I've been doing research into where human beings at a higher level must operate with voice only, because that is where the most value can be generated, I believe. And, um, I, you know, I can't comment on uh, 
anything I may or may not be doing in the context of guests and our work in voice. But I can tell you that it has become important to me as a product manager who needs to continue to grow to look at specific voice applications that cannot be replicated in the mobile device context. And what I've been looking at are things like children who call for their mother and my nephews who are, you know, late high school age, but still call for their mother, <laughs> you know, when I need something and how I, you know, call out or when married couples, I've been just looking around me anecdotally at people who interact purely through voice. And when I saw this, you know, university handing out echo dots to everyone, it sort of affirmed this thought that's been building in my mind for a long time, which is Alexa is not your voice assistant. She's your mother. <laughs> that's the thing. It sounds weird. I love it. I love it. So Lexi, it, Lexi is your mom. It's, it, it's not, it's not your assistant. It's not someone you boss around. It's not even your friend. It's your mom. It's your mom. It's your mom. Lexi is your mom. Because if you think about all the times where you yell in through the house, look at when, when someone is in the house. So, you know, what, what is Lexi's, what are the things we look at as product managers? Environment, you know, context, UI, goal, you know, users end goal, or the funnel as it's known on web. You know, it's like, what is this user trying to do? Where are they trying to do it? And what are they thinking about while they're trying to do it? That's how we break these things down professionally. And I'm looking for people, instead of trying to graft on existing flows onto a Lexi device or Google Home, I'm more concerned with what flows users are taking with their voice and trying to apply the technology to that. And when I look for people who have to use voice in a voice context, it's children yelling through the house for their mother. Like that's the number one sort of most valuable thing is like, mom, where are my sunglasses? Like my nephews looking for his sunglasses. And I've been seeing this and seeing this. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes this university that's like, we've had it. We're giving all of our freshmen as brilliant as they are. We're giving them all echo dots. <laughs> I know. I love it, man. You know, it, it reminds me that with these voice assistants and, and as you know, I have three uh, young kids, three babies basically at home. Um, mom is, is sometimes a, like a game manager, right? Like they manage your life and like the, you, you need them to like map everything out for you. And so I like this idea that these voice assistants are there to take care of you, but they're, they're the ones in control. Like that, that's what I'm taking from this mother comment. Do you feel like that's it's fair? really interesting? Yeah, I do. I think it's fair, but I think more, you know, the, that, what it is, is like the, the type of, if you're looking to build a skill, so let's get a little bit closer to ground level, your first thought is like, what is the interaction that my audience is looking for that is most primal and basic to them as it, what would make them call for mama? And for SLU, this was like, I need this. And they have, you know, students clearly calling in asking, where, the, you know, all of the SLU Echo Dots that they handed out, I should say, are coming preloaded with a custom skill built by the university. And this is clearly a move to just cut down 
on the amount of like freshmen asking basic questions in their first semester or quarter. And I, and I can totally see the connection because it's like, picture this late high school age kid like my nephew goes to college. And the next thing you know, he's like sort of in this headspace where he's used to being able to pull some authority figure for information. And the university probably gets a ton of inquiries from freshmen on like, where is my, where is my class? My first class of the day. How do I get there? You know, how do I know? What, yeah, simple, you know, simple questions, room? simple questions, hall? but really What's important questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like the kind of stuff, like think of a college website and what information is trying to serve. And it's basically like a lot of high touch student handling. And I am sure that's what their goal is with this. I mean, the expense to give every single incoming freshman an Echo Dot and load it with a skill and have a whole team that develop that skill. I am sure it's all about them just saying, how do we stop these guys from calling us and asking us where this class is? What's on the dining, you know, commons menu tonight? Where do I do my laundry? How do I find my books? Like what, you know, that stuff. Yeah. And from a simple price point perspective, if you're like, okay, they bought them at $30 a piece. Um, and then you, uh, put that up against the man hours, uh, it costs to probably service all of those questions. <laughs> then you're like, wait a minute, this is a bargain. Right. And exactly. oh, by the way, we're going to program this thing for years to come. So this is a no brainer. And it, so, exactly. so from that perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So look at that versus like, you know, something like the Jeopardy skill, which is a pure marketing piece. It's like I've used the Jeopardy skill. It's cool. It's a fun marketing piece that makes me like Jeopardy more than I already do. I'm a big Jeopardy watcher, by the way. <laughs> but it didn't like do something for me that added to my Jeopardy experience. And to this day, I haven't found an Alexa skill that is like revolutionary and changes my life. I have a bunch that I love. Most recently, Bamboo Water Sounds. Really loving it. Oh, Somebody yeah. in our group posted oh, it. Yeah. I was like, let's try this. I'm like, Alexa, kick on some Bamboo Water Sound. I'm like, there's, <laughs> wa there's trickling water. And the next thing you know, like two minutes later, I was asleep. You were down. And I was like, a hard thinking insomniac. I was like, okay, this is getting useful, but it's not going to like elevate me in my career. You know, I mean, maybe it is if I get better sleep. I don't know, but it doesn't have this immediate like hot button thing. Although I love it and I'm using it now. I know. But this, I you know, know a university handing out a bunch of echo dots that <laughs> takes their student inquiries from, you know, four to 500 a day, which is a fairly um, standard, uh, you know, large audience uh, customer service load. So I'm just taking customer service loads I've seen and supposing the university seems about this. So let's say they get 400 inquiries a day for really basic, like, you know, canned response type problems. And, and buried amongst those are two or three actual problems where the students like, you know, on, you know, something dark, like I'm being harassed by my roommate or something that is, uh, is there, are we up? Is time's up? No, no. <laughs> well, I just have a little buzzer in the background. Don't mind that, everybody. Sorry about that. That's no, all good. I'll, I'll start over. It's, my, fa it's it my fax machine. I'm receiving a fax from 1984 or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll drop it up. So I'll serve it. Yeah. Uh, no, what? look, I, I agree with you. And, and here's the thing. I think that all of us want to run before we walk. And we, I, I know that I get hit up all of the time. People are like, oh, I have a therapist skill. I have a, a career coach, right? Like I have all of these amazing skills. But it's like sometimes you have to walk before you run. And 
for these students, it's simply like, like you said, where's my class? <laughs> what, yeah. What's due? How do I get there? What, like, what time do I need to show up? And I, I think that's actually, like you said, actually pretty revolutionary in, in some sense. And look at what the university is doing. I mean, this we talk about, Ben, all the time, this audience-first concept, especially in a new market. Um, you know, you can develop an, in a mature market, in a mature space. You can, you can be Venmo and develop essentially a better version of PayPal and try to drink PayPal's milkshake, and all of a sudden PayPal's forced to buy you for $100 million just to keep their market share intact. You could do that 10 years after the iPhone's been invented or fought, you know, seven years or whatever it was. But right now there's no hegemon. There's no leader to try to be like, I bet I could do that better. So in that context, you know, this, this audience first thing that we always espouse in our group and you and I talk about all the time and really like you branded and put a name on, it is critical. And the university just like pulled this off like beautifully. They're like, what do our students need? You know, uh, Forrester Research calls it the post-strategy, people, objective, strategy, and then technology is contemplated last. And so, you know, the university is like, who do we have? A bunch of students. We know a bunch about them. What is our objective? To serve them as best we can as a university. What is a strategy? Let's eliminate this problem for them. How can we apply technology to that to make it cheaper for us? We'll buy everybody Echo Dots and load it with a skill that tells them all the basic info they need. Brilliant. Yeah, you know? it's killer, man. And, and with audience first, I've, I feel like it's easy to say and then to have the discipline to do it yourself is actually a lot tougher. But when you take that leap as an entrepreneur... It is revolutionary. That is revolutionary. When you start to realize that you just need to go out there and start talking to people and the talking will actually create the product or service, it's, it, just, it just takes people to a really, really different place. It is unbelievably hard to do that. I actually have a recent story. I, was, I am helping some friends. Uh, you know, we all, Ben, you and I both do our mentoring you know, give back, take the experience we've garnered over, you know, 15 years. We're starting to get gray hairs. It's time to turn it around and give back. Um, and so, you know, I'm helping some young guys and they're putting together a company. Uh, I won't, I won't show their hand because they're, they're pretty early, but basically they were trying to decide whether or not this product concept they have, whether they should raise hundred thousand dollars to build a fully automated, you know, 100% scalable version of this thing right out of the gate or if, or, or what, actually they were trying to decide, they were trying to raise the money <laughs> and it became apparent that the question was, I'm sure you can get money for this it's actually a pretty strong concept, but do you know, it's going to work? And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how? Well, I mean, look at this data. Look at that. People love this. People like how much it's really strong data. But what's your plan? Well, we're going to change the whole game. We're going to do it this way. And I was like, have you run that model with an actual human being that's not your mom or your friend or some guy you know? Well, no. And I was like, ah, you should probably do that first. And what happened was attempting to run the model. And this is like right out of the Ben Smith playbook. This is why like we hang out because... I'm a product guy. I want to build stuff too right away. Yeah, man. But then I think like, I got, you know, Ben and I talk about audience first. I'm like, go build the minimum viable product. Don't even build anything. Just go run the model with people in person. Like go up to people and ask them if they would do this. And what they did was they actually started 
to transact business before any of the technology was built. I love it. I love and it. And now they're they're running transactions manually, literally with like cell phone, text message, PayPal. You know, they're doing their business, but they know now they have two things that they didn't have before when they were about to step out and raise money. And and here's what here's the big leap and what what I should say more often, which is why you have to have the discipline to do this is that in essence, your offer as a startup in general, if you're building something, you are trying to change the way people operate. And in order to get them out of that that mode, it takes so much energy. So your offer has to be so strong that it changes user behavior. And if, if it has to be that strong, then you need to be able to just say it to somebody and you can't rely on, you know, product or UI or any of that stuff. You need to just go out there. And if your offer is strong enough, you will change user behavior. That's why Uber is so strong. When you find something that just hits every mark times 15, then you have a strong offer. And then you know this thing is going to work. And then you get, you get orders. And then the whole thing builds on itself. And, oh, by the way, you have money. And, all, you know, everything works from that one exactly. starting place. Exactly. Uh-oh. And those are the two things that changed for these guys. Like, first of all, when they started to transact business, it actually started creating money. So instead of coming out of pocket for everything, they're actually profitable now running the manual model for the startup cost of the business. They're like, you know, other than the initial, you know, stuff that they put down to, you know, whatever, whatever, but their, their daily, their, 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 their uh, monthly operating expenses are now being covered by just their testing in the market. It's like people did like it as much as they thought, and that they know that for sure now. They're ironing out kinks by doing it manually, so that's informing the product design that they're now like changing. There's iterations, you know, several iterations have been made to the product that they're planning to build, an automated version of this manual thing they're doing. But also, it's making money. <laughs> it's <laughs> like making money. It's just plain yeah, and simple. They're, they're like, oh, I just paid my all the server bills and everything from this month for our, just our pre-launch website. Holy crap. We just paid for it all. Like, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, think of the last time you saw a startup that just climbing into the boat generated enough wake to push itself off the dock. Like that's crazy. I love it. And that's when I kind of like really understood and kind of saw the audience first philosophy in action. It's like, go do this. What is it you said, Ben? You said something like if you could do it verbally, you said something brilliant about. Yeah. I mean, if I feel like if you can sell this without any product, if you can just go and sell the strength of your product or service all on your own and, and you can get someone to say yes, like that's, that's the magic moment. That is, that is the magic. So I don't know exactly what I said before, but that's what I'm looking for. And when I talk to entrepreneurs, there's a select few who get it. And when you see them operate, they just operate on a different level. And it's, 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 exactly it's really right. cool to see. It's really cool to no, see. I, yeah. so, I, I, so that's, that is, that is what I was looking for. That is the brilliance um, is like, if you, if you can do it with just a person to person transaction, if you can, if you can go up and sell your, your value proposition, just with your words, you go from being a speculative startup to essentially a small version of you know, what I do every day at Guess, which is like, we're trying to buy and large, when you get to the, the size of a company that's near $2 billion market cap, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, you're, 
what you're doing is you're you're doing a lot of optimizing of your existing business model. You're giving your user, you know what the users want. They want to look amazing in a pair of jeans. And you're just doing things with many thousands of people to deliver that to a large population to make as much money as possible efficiently. And there's a lot of optimizing. So if you do audience first, as a brand new concept, as a brand new startup, you go from a place where it's like you're telling people, this is going to be great and we're going to go do it. And you switch into a mode like it's already great and we're now trying to do it more efficiently to make more money because we're already making money. That is a way different conversation to have with an investor. Try it. Try one investor. Tell them, oh, this is my idea. It's going to be so great. Trust me. And then go to the next one and be like, well, I'm doing 10000 a month. I know. I know. All with my cell phone. Now I need money to make, make it a million dollars a month because it needs to be automated in order to scale. That's a way different conversation. It's totally different. Way different. So if you guys yeah. are if you guys are interested in this topic, we talk about this all of the time in the voice entrepreneur community. We talk about this uh, Instagram. I mean, it's just what we do. And if you have questions, hit us up, bensmith.tv. I don't know. We're, we're not hard to find these days. So, uh, Justin, do you have any anything else you want to add? Uh, no, that's it. I think nah, Alexa man. is your mother. <laughs> Audience first. I love over it. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Lexi. Lexi's my mom. I, I think we're going to do way more content on that. I think that's really cool. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, man, I, I love talking to you, Justin. You're the best. You too, man. This is fun. Anytime. All right, man. Do your thing. I'll be coming to you soon. And hopefully uh, I'll have a pair of guest jeans on pretty soon. So. <laughs> All right. <Have> a good... <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye.